Newsbreak podcast. Good day and welcome to Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. I'm Talisha Naidu, standing in for Theresh Haripashad today, Saturday, the day of Goodwill, or Boxing Day as you may know it. Well, welcome to the program. If you've just tuned in, we're discussing a very important topic in light of the serious pandemic that we're all facing, that's COVID-19. We're talking about respecting one's COVID boundary. So are you protecting your peace this festive season by prioritizing your health. Well, personal boundaries are always important, but during this pandemic, they've taken a whole new meaning and necessity. So in the midst of this festive season, saying no to party invites, to event gatherings, or even turning down a hug from a family member or friend should be the new normal. But for many, this is definitely a guilt trip to danger. So it's exactly what we're discussing today on Newsbreak. Talk respecting one's COVID boundaries with counselling psychologist Raki Bikram. You are also part of this program, so do share your experiences with us. Have you been in that sticky situation where you had to say no, and in doing so, you maybe lost a few friends or families or had an argument with a family member or friend for turning down that invite, turning down a hug or even a kiss on the cheek? Send us a message or a voice note on 071-613-7803. You can send us a message or a voice note telling us your experience, or you can even call us in studio on 0893. 3108789 This is Newsbreak Talk I'm Talisha Naidu stay tuned Newsbreak Lotus FM powered by SABC News Summer doesn't get hotter than this. Stand a chance to win a share of 100,000 Rand in cash by entering the Lotus FM Top 20 North Indian and South Indian Song Competition 2020. We are spicing it up by increasing your chance of winning with the Lotus FM wildcard entry draws. To enter, simply dial star 120 star 33192 hash and follow the prompts to vote for the song that you believe should be number one. Visit www.lotusfm.co.za for the list of songs. Entries open on the 20th of November and closes on the 29th of December 2020. Each entry is charged at 150 per minute. Three minutes do not apply. A maximum of 10 entries per day per song. T's and C's apply. Lotus FM. Yeah. Yeah. Share the experience. This is Newsbreak Talk. As we mentioned, today we're talking about respecting one's uh, COVID boundaries. Now, she's a counselling psychologist, a marital therapist, mental health blogger and speaker. And, uh, you know, she is dedicated to helping couples lead a more meaningful life, find inner calm amidst their outer chaos and also thrive through some of their challenges. Uh, woman of many talents indeed. And she's our guest today, Raki Bikram, counselling psychologist. Welcome to Newsbreak Talk. Hi, Talisha. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show and good afternoon to the listeners. Rocky, thank you so much for, for joining us today. It's definitely a very important topic that we're talking about. But it all stemmed from, you know, bringing this topic to, to the studio is a post that you had shared. And I'm going to read what you had written. You said, not everyone will understand or respect your COVID boundaries. Do what makes you feel safe. You will disappoint some 
Some will think that you are paranoid. Others may try to guilt you into agreeing to their plans. But protect your peace. Prioritize your safety. The right thing to do is not always the easy thing to do. Uh, we all have a part in playing uh, to stop the spread. So don't trade short-term enjoyment for long-term suffering. Naraki, you shared this on social media. Indeed, it went viral for many who have seen it. It was shared over 1,500 times on Facebook. And that's just one platform, not taking into account the other networking sites. Firstly, maybe if you can tell us, you know, why did you choose to pen this? What was the reason for it? And, and it, it, why did it resonate so much with people? I think, uh, you know, just like with all my posts, um, they're inspired by what I see people going through. So over the past few weeks, I've had many patients come in with the dilemma of how to be true to themselves, how to protect their safety and how to turn down family without causing more conflict. So it stemmed from what many of my patients were going through, some conversations that I've had with others, and also thoughts that were going through my own mind. So a lot of, from what I had seen on Facebook, a lot of people who were commenting on it, as you mentioned, it resonated with them. But seeing that we're so far into this this period and this pandemic, we've faced the lockdown for many months now. We're almost heading into what may, be, may seem like a year of dealing with this virus. Why is it that people are still finding it so difficult to say no or to turn people down? I think in general, people struggle to say no. They, uh, they feel it hard to, to turn people down to decline invites because of the fear of disappointing others. You know, many of us have become people pleasers. Um, many people don't like conflict. And therefore, generally in our lives, we often agree to things that we don't really want to do just to avoid conflict, to keep the peace with others and not to disappoint others that we might care about. So... This is just, uh, you know, a, a more specific example of how we don't want to disappoint other people. So, you know, I basically applied uh, a common struggle for many to what we were going through currently. Um, and during this time, it has become a lot more uh, more pertinent for us to protect our boundaries, to set stricter and healthier boundaries, just to protect us. Because now it's actually become a matter of life and death for ourselves and to protect our loved ones. You know, when I think about those boundaries, I think, you know, simply saying I wouldn't attend a party, but it's more, I would say, mental boundaries as well that you have to take into account because everyone has a different idea of what being careful actually means or looks like. So how does one start a conversation about what they are and aren't comfortable with? I think before we even start the conversation, we need to think about it for ourselves. We need to consider individually what are we comfortable with, what are we not comfortable with, what do we need to do to feel safe. And then we need to have that conversation within our immediate family, in our homes, uh, to consider what are we going to do to protect our own safety and to protect our family's safety during this time. Once you are comfortable about it, once you realize the benefits of taking those measures and also the risks of going against what you know feels best for you, then have the conversation with others. It's not possible to convince anyone until we first convince ourselves. You know, you're speaking about this con- having this conversation with yourself uh, first, and it's it's bringing this notion into my mind because when we talk about conversations, sometimes it's those difficult conversations that give us often anxiety. So, how 
how you know when you're having this conversation let's say i am going to i've i've gotten an invite to attend a party and i want to not attend so i'm trying to make up this excuse in my mind to say this is the reason why i can't attend your event is there is often that notion that one has to give a full explanation or make up an excuse how do we get rid of that sense of obligation I think the first thing is we shouldn't have to make an excuse. It's important to be true to ourselves. So you might have heard this common saying, no is a full sentence. However, we still want to protect relationships. Uh, so I think the best thing is to be honest ourselves in a very respectful way. It depends on who you're having the conversation with and who you're turning down. Someone that you really care about, someone who reciprocates the, re- the relationship that you have with them, that is someone you want to give some explanation to. But beware when you find yourself wanting to over-explain. When you feel that you need to over-explain to someone, you need to stop and ask yourself, what is the need for me over-explaining to this particular person? Is it that I'm afraid uh, uh, that they're not going to react in some way? Uh, is it something about us? So I think just a simple explanation is enough. The best way to be assertive is to say I'm not able to attend. Empathize with the other person as well because we know that they're going to be disappointed. To say that I'm also disappointed I can't celebrate this with you or I can't spend the time with you. However, our safety is really important this time. And I look forward to sharing this or celebrating this occasion with you once it is safe to do so sometime in future. Raki, is it safe to say then if we if we feel that you know, you know, we obligated to giving an explanation. We should be then questioning that relationship we share with the person. I think so for sure. You know, like you mentioned earlier, Talisha, we all not thinking the same. We all have different ideas about how to protect our safety during this time. So it's all you know. We can also understand that people might not have the same understanding that we do about uh, the virus. Our experiences might have also been different. Do you know, someone who's been personally affected, who has lost someone during this time, or who's had a loved one become really ill, might have very different ways of protecting themselves with different boundaries by someone who actually doesn't know anyone who's even been infected by the virus. So it's important to understand that we're all coming from a different place during this time. We're all thinking differently. So sometimes if you give a simple explanation and it's questioned or the friendship is question, then you certainly do need to question that relationship. You, you know, I'm, I'm talking about this and I'm going to bring in your area of expertise here because you're also, um, you know, you deal with a lot of married couples, you do marital counseling. And for those couples who are either not able to see each other or who are, you know, in a long distance relationship and they have they have some line of guilt um, that's within them for not being able to see each other as often. What's your advice maybe to them? Because we, you know, some, as we mentioned, some individuals will not understand, I think, the seriousness of the situation or they won't be able to or they, they, they actually have a di- different definition of safety and precautions compared to another. So I think it's important with married couples, you know, to have that vulnerable conversation with each other. You know, when we're having difficult conversations, the first thing I always say is to find the point of commonality. What are the things that you actually do agree on? Because you want to show the person that you do think like them, that you want the same thing as them. You know, even if it's your partner and you're having that uh, disagreement with them. So find what you have in common first. Focus on that. And then where you have a difference, it's important to explain your reasons for the difference. We can also protect our boundaries with our own partners. 
uh, if I understood your question correctly, uh, Talisha, uh, mm. you know, for example, in, in a household, different people might still have different ideas about what they want to do. And and I've, I've actually dealt with this, where one person in the home might feel they want to uh, go to a funeral or they might to go uh, to a different event they've invited to. It is okay to set your boundary with them physically in the home to say, because you're doing this, you're going to have to isolate for me, we're going to have to sleep in different bedrooms, for example. I think, you know, that that definitely paints the picture of how serious the situation is. Uh, but it also gives us an understanding, Rocky, of how our emotions sometimes play a bigger role than we actually think it does. Um, because for me, I may believe that this is an emotional thing. Um, we, we see the seriousness of the situation. We see the number of people being infected and dying on a daily basis. But our emotions tend to play a bigger role um, in, in, in wanting things and the need and the want of things tend, tend to play. And I'm not sure if I'm putting this in the correct terms, but as our expert, maybe you could you could do it. I think that in many cases, having to reject an invite or set a boundary in whichever way or form could make somebody feel guilty, which would in, in turn lead to them maybe feeling like they're letting down a family member or a friend. Mm-hmm. So... How destructive can carrying that emotion be for an individual in this type of situation? I think carrying emotions without actually processing it is always harmful in any situation. So, you know, it's important also to remember that someone who's turning that in turning down an invite during this time is not necessarily happy about doing it. So it's important to acknowledge our feelings to ourselves first, to acknowledge, you know, do you feel disappointed? Are you angry about the situation, uh, which means we have to miss out on certain things? Acknowledge what you're feeling. A lot of where guilt comes from is taking on the other person's emotion. So it's when we focus on how the other person has responded to us setting the boundary to declining an invite from them. We're, you know, So setting a boundary is not just saying no. It's also setting a boundary between our feelings and our emotions and the other person's emotion. So what we need to do to not let guilt overtake us is bring the feelings back or bring the focus back to our feelings of safety, prioritizing our feelings of safety reminding ourselves of why this is so important for us in the longer term instead of putting the focus on how the other person is feeling. So naturally, you know, when they respond in a way that's not favorable to us, it doesn't feel nice, but sit yourself, you know, sit down with it for a few minutes, acknowledge how they feel about it, but don't hold on to that. Rather, shift the focus onto how you are feeling while your feeling of safety is more important. And think about how would you feel if you went against your better judgment and accepted an invitation that you didn't really want to accept, do you know what if you did get ill? What if a loved one was infected during that time? Would you perhaps regret it even more? So I think it's important to look at the bigger picture, but always bring the focus back onto yourself, your feelings and your need for protection and safety. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, Rocky. You know, what you just said, always think about the bigger picture. What would it do? Would, you know, would that lead to the loss of a loved one? And it's some of those similar views are coming through on our WhatsApp line. So I, I'm mm-hmm. going to get to more of the conversation because I want to know, you're giving us so much tips, but I want to also know, how can we best approach that situation? What What's your advice and tips for us in going forward? I, I'm also going to urge, I think, uh, you know, everyone to let us know their experiences. Have you been put in such a sticky situation where you had to say, 
know it led to an argument or to a really bad situation where, um, you know, you felt guilty or you felt that your emotions were being played on or tricked on. So you had to eventually say yes. Uh, you can let us know. You can send us a voice note on 0716137803 or you can send us a message. Rocky, I'm going to go through some of the messages we've been receiving so far. So uh, Minty says, uh, good day to the team. Thanks for the opportunity to air our views. A word of warning to everyone out there. Stay safe and take precautions. We lost a mother and a son in a matter of hours and one family member still not recovering. No hospitals have any beds available. As desperate as you are, you are not. Uh, you are alone. And um, Minty going on to say, no family, no friends, nothing but yourself battling this virus. Hospitals can't cope and there isn't anyone there to save you but yourself. And uh, Minty saying, God bless everyone but please just, uh, you know, think of the bigger picture as well. That's from Minty. Uh, you know, talking exactly to what you've just mentioned uh, when we're making a decision Rocky and I'm going to, going to get to the rest of the messages but speaking specifically to this when an individual is making a decision there's so many factors you have to think of and often we usually just think of oh I need a new shirt I need to go to the store but how important is it when we're in that decision making process that we think of things that come after that decision I think one of the important things, like I mentioned in the um, quote that you read out earlier, was that we need to think about uh, the long-term impact of our decision as opposed to just uh, the short-term joy that we might get out of it. So, you know, we want, you know, I think this time calls for us to make short-term sacrifices for the long-term good. So, you know, if you feel that you want to do something, think about, yes, it will make me feel good for now. Is there any possible... uh, uh, repercussion in the long term that's going to come from me making this impulsive decision at the moment. So when we make decisions, don't just think about it in the short term. Think about what else might go wrong. You know, just do something as simple as what are the pros and cons of making this decision right now. And I think now is the most important time to do those pros and cons. So if I want to step out of the the house, what are the pros and cons of that? Um, You know, in such a serious situation, now can never be a more important time to do such a decision-making, you know, strategy. Absolutely. And, you know, always ask the question to yourself, what is my number one priority right now? Or what are your main priorities? No more than three. So be aware of what your priorities are in your life. Our priorities are always changing depending on what's happening in our life and, you know, bigger circumstances. So right now or, or for this holiday season at least, what would you say are your top three priorities? And when you have to make a decision, ask yourself, is this decision that I'm making in line with what I stated my priority? So, for example, if your priority might be safety or your priority might be family time uh, and, you know, you have to make a decision about going somewhere, attending a funeral, ask yourself, is this in line with my is this in line with my priority, which I stated to be my safety or my family time, whatever you've listed as your priority? So while we're on that, um, Rocky, and, and I know, you know, we have a limited amount of time with you, so I'd like to get that advice and tips to uh, as many people as possible. If you're having a small gathering or um, if someone else is having a small gathering and someone simply says, no, I won't be able to attend because we've, we've established now that no is an answer enough. So if somebody said, no, I won't be able to attend, how firstly should I respond to that? What's the right way in doing so? I think we all need to prepare ourselves right now that people are going to be saying no to us. 
Uh, and yes, we will feel disappointed and it's okay to feel disappointed. And I think the best thing we could say is I respect your decision that we'll miss you. We wish you could join us, but we respect your decision to say no. And, you know, vice versa, if um, somebody else, if I, if, so we, so we, so we, we kind of established if somebody was having any, you know, you had to say no. So if the roles were reversed, how would that have, how would we have that respectful conversation? So if you mean if we were the one uh, that has been asked? Yes. Okay. And and the best thing to say is that I'm not able to attend right now that I don't feel safe going anywhere. Um, I really, really wish you well. I really wish I could be there. I'm sad that I can't do this with you. But when things feel safe in future, we will socialize and we'll do something together. Now, I, I really had a reason for asking you this, Rocky, because mm-hmm. from what I heard and from what I've also be, even been reading is the I statement. Um, you yes. know, I don't feel comfortable or I will uh, try my best, you know, when, when it's much safer, I will then attend. What is the I statement and, you know, how important is using that I statement when you're having these respectful conversations? It's one of our golden rules, actually, for resolving conflict or for having a healthier mm-hmm. conversation. Because when you start a conversation with you, the other person almost feels like they're on another team and they almost feel judged about it or picked on. And you normally would get a defensive response from them. Uh, you know, to say you are unreasonable for having a function right now, you are going to offend someone. So when you use an I statement, another person can't become offended because you aren't talking about them, you're talking about yourself to say that I don't feel safe going out right now. You're talking about yourself. You're not talking for anyone else. Uh, So it's more likely to lead to a more productive discussion. So I think it's important to speak about how you feel and what you would like. So, Rocky, we're going to give you a little breather break uh, right now. We're going to go to a few ads and then we have so many messages uh, that's coming through. Everyone sharing their experience about how they've had to deal with event invites or party invites or just being able to tell someone uh, no. And also a lot of people sharing their personal experiences with the virus and the people that they have lost in their lives. So uh, we're going to get to many of those messages uh, in a bit. But we urge you to use this time now while we give Rocky... Uh, a breather break uh, today to tell us, you know, what has been your experience with respecting one's COVID boundaries? Has someone disrespected your COVID boundaries and how did you deal with that? Or what's, you know, what's going through your mind right now in terms of respecting one's COVID boundaries? You can send us uh, a voice note or a WhatsApp message on 071-613-7803 and then we'll continue the conversation with counselling psychologist and our guest today, Rocky Bikram, on the programme. You have asked and SABC3 have complied. Survivor is back on Monday evenings at 7.30pm from 21 December. This season, we see heroes versus healers versus hustlers. Featuring 18 new players divided into three tribes based on a dominant perceived trait. Heroes, courage. Healers, compassion. And hustlers, tenacity. Don't miss out on all the action as the tribes try to outwit, outplay and outlast each other. That is Mondays at 7.30pm only on SABC3.
that 2020 has been a challenging year. Experiencing so much is hard, but Metropolitan believes that we can get through this together by connecting and sharing. Mzanzi has the power to go into the new year stronger. Join the Mzanzi class of 2021 and 29th December to be part of South Africa's biggest live radio show where uh, we will work through and let go of 2020 so we can start 2021 stronger. Metropolitan Together we can. So it's exactly 12.30. This is a news break talk on Lotus FM. We're talking about respecting one's COVID boundaries on the program. And we have our guest joining us on the line. That is counselling psychologist Raki Bikram. And she's helping us get through and understand better how to say no to party invites, to gatherings. Because I think it's now more important than ever that we do say no, that we do turn down those event invites. We do turn down hugs or even a kiss on the cheek when we when we see a family member because the virus is spreading so sporadically that we, we have to take every precaution that we possibly can. So I have been urging you to send us your messages, your voice notes, telling us what has been your experience like throughout this pandemic in saying no to somebody or turning down an invite or an event gathering or even a hug. Uh, share that experience with us on our WhatsApp line 071-613-7803. The views and opinions expressed on Newsbreak Talk do not represent those of SABC News or Lotus FM. So let's go now to uh, our WhatsApp line where we can read some of the messages. So we have uh, a voice note coming through from Roy Singh today. Hi, Salma. Uh, interesting subject. The question is, do we have the ability to reject an, an invitation to our friends and our family? Uh, or are we being selfish? The important thing is we have to think for ourselves, to the people around us. This epidemic cares for no one. And when it happens, it's a sad situation. So I advise people to take great care and heed 
to this pandemic. It's reality, brothers and sisters. So our family comes first, stay at home and follow those protocols. Roy Singh from Stanga Kwadugusa. Thanks for that voice note, uh, Mr. Roy Singh. Uh, very important facts coming through there uh, from Roy, just telling us what we should do because the virus is so uh, serious indeed. A voice note also coming through from uh, Mr. Louis Pillay today. He's sending us uh, a message. Seasons greeting to you, Rocky, and also Telisha, and to all the Radio Lotus listeners as well, compliments of the season. Lucky, I want to go back to our oxygen tanks in hospitals. When you attend the hospital, there's no oxygen tanks and now the patients suffer. Normally you're told hospitals are full up. So what do people do? If you really look at it, you know, everything is, is, is for casualties and casualties get first preference. I think, you know, looking at it, I think we got to look after ourselves at home by using steam or a little bit of Vicks and inhaling it. I think that's the only way we can prevent it. Also drinking maybe hot water or hot drinks all the time in order to keep ourselves fit. Thank you, Louis Pillay Deben. Thanks, Mr. Pillay, for giving us a few tips uh, there as well. Uh, we'll get back to more of the messages. We also have a caller that's on the line, Mrs. Governor. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much, and uh, to Doctor also. You know, um, our our community and people at large throughout the world listen to radio programs, and I tell you, it's one of the most beautiful way getting message across what the world at large is going through. You cannot query your television or your newspaper and listen or read at times. But it gives you an update of everything in life, and that is a beautiful part of it, whether I'm in my garden, bedroom, wherever. The other thing, you know, people must stop talking and be silent and listen. Silence is the loudest voice than your own voice. And even because it's Boxing Day, don't try to box somebody in or get yourself boxed in. Remember 2020 Boxing Day is a day for us to box ourselves at home with our family and all our actions. You know, I must commend uh, Radio Lotus, uh, Lotus FM, and all the other radio stations for giving us all this media coverage, especially the gifts that you're bringing on radio are so informative. It's like going to university and studying. Thank you so much. You all have a beautiful, beautiful days ahead. Let's all look forward Mm -hmm. to 21 Christmas, Boxing Day, and your birthday. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mrs. Governor. Such a great analogy there uh, using Boxing Day. And I'm sure even uh, our guest today, Rocky Bikram, will really appreciate that because she's giving us some great advice and tips in terms of what we can do and what we can say to to help, I think, ease in that, that spread of the virus, to make sure that we curb that spread, that it doesn't go on the way it's going because we have it. We have this responsibility and we have the power in our hands to actually stop it. We have Mr. Ian Governor, who's also sent us a voice note. Good afternoon to the Newsbreak team. We seniors are spending the days alone 
with our faithful German Shepherd, without family or friends. My friends and children understand that this isn't the time for socializing because of the rapid increase in infections. We keep in touch with friends and family by discussions regarding do's and don'ts during this trying time by phone. We are hoping that the uh, rollout of vaccines next year will ease the situation. We keep occupied by doing household chores and gardening and by being positive. Thank you. Thank you so much for that message, Mr. Ian Govender. I'm going to read a few of the WhatsApp messages and then we'll get back to our conversation with counselling psychologist Rocky Bikram. Uh, Kalevani says, my new phrase is due to COVID, I cannot visit due to the virus. I cannot go to the movies and due to COVID, no entrance to my home. Uh, that's uh, a great one coming through from Kalevani. Rani from Stangamanas says, I am really taking this pandemic seriously by not going anywhere. However, I'm still seeing complacency around me, even through so much information that is out there in the media and knowing full well of the consequences of this irresponsible behavior. I'm still lost for words coming through from Rani in Stanga. Ramba Mudli saying, uh, lovely topic. The virus is so dangerous now. It's about survival. I last saw my siblings almost one year ago. Haven't uh, beside, uh, I haven't even visited anyone. We always send messages and phone each other, but no visits coming through from Ramba Mudli in Phoenix. Roshan from Amzintos quoting uh, Mahatma Gandhi saying, the world has enough for everyone's needs, but not for everyone's greed. Um, that's a good one coming through from Roshan Mala saying, I have been invited to spend the festive season with family and friends, but I declined the invitations and they were disappointed. I explained that with COVID uh, on the way, I am taking precautions by staying safe and at home. Many people do find it difficult to adapt to new normals, but we have to be mindful about following protocols and protecting each other. So that's just a few messages coming through. We'll get to the rest, but I'd like to bring in um, our guest today. That's counselling psychologist Rocky Bikram into the conversation. Now, Rocky, I'm not sure if you've uh, been able to hear to some of those voice notes and some of the messages that have been uh, coming through on our line. But uh, many people, as you say, they resonate with what you're saying. Um, they resonate with your advice and even the posts that you had put up. Um, and many of them are actually following this. But also, if, we, if I could say, um, as, you know, one had mentioned, Mala had also mentioned, she had to say no, but family was still disappointed. Um, I think from hearing some of the messages, what is your overall take uh, on it? So I'm really glad that everyone who's called in is being really responsible. I think, you know, as we can see, people are not necessarily happy to do what they have to do. We're doing the best that we can with what we have right now. And that's what's important. Everyone who's called in seems to be taking the situation seriously. They seem mm. to be protecting their safety and what is doing the best for them while being responsible for everyone around them as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I read Ramba's Mudli, uh, Ramba Mudli's message and um, it's been something that we've been hearing a lot. We also do, in fact, get a lot of calls coming through uh, to our studio and office from many elderly people who say, I haven't seen my family members, I haven't seen my friends or even neighbors in a long time. Ramba saying even over a year um, that they haven't seen people and it's caused a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of disappointment and depression. Um 
now we know this is our new normal. This is something we need to deal with. But when you're an elderly person and you're not seeing people and you're not getting that warmth, affection and, and love, how do you do that? It's a really, really difficult time not to see loved ones for such an extended period of time, especially when you don't see them often enough anyway. Do you know, sometimes your children or loved ones might live far away and you might only get to see them once or twice a year. So not having seen them for such a long time can really lead to feelings of loneliness and some people get depressed during this time. One of the things that I'm very glad for is that even many older people use technology today because they have grandkids, for example, who live far away from Mm. them. So I think it really is important to reach out in the ways that we are able to reach out. You know, do something good for yourself. Be kind to yourself. Reach out when you're feeling lonely, whether it's a phone call, uh, you know, a message. If you can video call, if you have the resources to do that. Something, sometimes something as simple as writing a handwritten letter to someone that, even if you don't give to them right away, shows the thought that you've put into it. Uh, journal about it. Use time for prayer, for meditation. But allow yourself to feel your feelings of disappointment, of loneliness. It's very difficult to do much with the resources that we have while protecting our safety. But one of the best antidotes for, for loneliness is to do something good for someone else in whatever way you can. You know, we can do good things in various ways. It doesn't ever have to cost money to do that. You know, whether it's, you know, cooking a meal and leaving it outside your neighbor's gate for them, uh, you know, offering, uh, if you're going to the shop to get something for your neighbors as well to save someone else a trip, uh, whether it's a phone call, a kind word, praying for someone. So the more we do good for others, the better we feel about ourselves. But it is our reality. And what we need to remember that as in the past, we show love by spending our time with people. You know, time is one of the most priceless gifts. So when we give our time to people, we're giving them a part of our life we'll never actually get back. But right now, we're actually showing love in the opposite way. We're staying away from people. Uh, you know, and we've got to remind them of that, that this is our act of love now, even though it's ironic. Uh, because we love them, we have to be away from them. But use technology and use the means that you have available to connect to your loved ones. I think that's where we draw the balance, Rocky, and a brilliant way for you to bring it in because South Africans, we as a nation are, are very social people. We're very accustomed and very used to having these social gatherings of, you know, meeting each other and hugging each other because we, we're known around the world for being very friendly uh, and for the right reasons, of course. But, you know, when, when we talk about this and the situation that this has, has brought to us, you know, the pandemic has put us in, as Mrs. Governor had said, in a box. And we had to box ourselves now. But you drew a balance there that was perfect. As much as we need to say no to people and avoid those gatherings, those social gatherings, events, parties, dinners and so on, it doesn't kill you to care. So if even if I'm a neighbor and if I'm going out to uh, get groceries in the safest way possible and my neighbor is an elderly person who's at home and can't leave, it wouldn't kill me to buy, you know, the groceries that my neighbor would need and just put it in a box and leave it outside. And I don't have to have contact with the person, but I'm, I, I'm able to care for them in a way that they aren't getting maybe that they, they, they should be and used to be getting from their own family. And sometimes that is the greatest act of love because we appreciate those gestures and the thought that people have put into showing love in a different type of way this time.
Definitely. Before we go into some of your advice for us heading into the new year, it's a time where we start making all our resolutions and what we're going to do. So one of our resolutions, I think, for everyone, along with the losing weight and and going to the gym and, and becoming a good cook and reading more books, should be how to set boundaries. And we want to speak more about that. The WhatsApp line, I must say, is going absolutely crazy. And now Rachel is, is here trying to manage it as fast as possible. Um, because I think as we started this conversation of saying, this is something that resonates with people so much. Because even though we've been in it for so long, uh, we we actually, we haven't, we haven't perfected it. We haven't understood how to say no to invites and, and, and to going out. And we also need to realize that this is the normal. We have to say no. So... I'm going to go to some of the messages and um, when we get back, we'll speak more to our counselling psychologist, Raki Bikram. SABC3 brings you a brand new drama, The Oath, on Monday and Tuesday evenings at 9.30pm. The Oath explores the world of gangs made up of those sworn to protect and defend. It sheds light on corrupt and secret societies that are nearly impossible to join. Only a select few make the cut, but once inside, members will do what they must to protect one another. Don't forget to tune in on Mondays and Tuesdays for The Oath at 9.30pm, only on SABC3. The views and opinions expressed on Newsbreak Talk do not represent those of SABC News or Lotus FM. So we're getting so many messages and voice notes coming through on the program. Let's play a few of them uh, before we run out of time. And while we still have Rocky on the line, a voice note coming through now. Good afternoon to Salma and the Lotus FM team and all the Lotus FM listeners. Yes, this pandemic has had us made things very difficult. But apart from the people complying with the mask and sanitizing, I still think that government needs to get on board. They seem to have slowed down a lot of things. If you look at the testing centers, all of them are overcrowded and a lot of people are waiting in long queues, in car queues as well, who are already sick and infected and are waiting to check their tests. So something should be also done by government side and law enforcement as well to make sure that things improve. Look at the status of the hospitals and beds that we don't have anymore. And of course, now the respiratory equipment, people should at least start thinking of donating so that we can really have this pandemic under control to a certain extent as well. Ralph from Westville, thank you very much. Thanks so much for the voice note there, uh, Ralph. Also, another one coming through this uh, afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Hi, KP. Merry Christmas to you and to your guest. Very sensitive topic. Well, in my opinion, I'm quite content at home, not socializing with anybody due to my health uh, issues. But nevertheless, I am not missing out on anything. I'm used to it because I'm from the old school. So I can even party on my own. Thank you so much, uh, KP. Well, that's so great to hear that, you know, you're from the old school. You can party on your own. Not KP, not Sama, but Talisha on Newsbreak Talk. Uh, But we'll get that right throughout uh, the week. Vasati from, um, or Vasati, if I say, from Isapingo says, I can't understand when you tell people uh, no, uh, visitors, what they don't understand. We only do this because of the virus. So stay home and stay safe. That's a good point. We've discussed that, is that not everyone uh, understands it and and everyone's 
definition of being safe and, and, you know, the protocols are totally different. Rajan Rajkumar in Cape Town says, please treat this as a lockdown level five. Stay at home. Go out for essentials only. Be responsible. Follow all protocols. Your life and the life of others matter. Arush also sending a, a point, I think, a view on, and something that he's noticed. He says he's just noticed that and wanted to also know why uh, people don't wear their masks at post offices in the local market and the shopping mall. And people are talking without masks. That's unacceptable, Arush. So I think if you see that, you should report that. Um, Sharon saying that the Minister of Health advised that senior people shouldn't co- uh, go to government hospitals, if not urgent, rather designate uh, a responsible person to collect uh, your repeat medications, have an affidavit, etc. And yet Addington Hospital refused to dispense her mum's medication and said that due to medication theft, her mum must come to collect that. Well, that will it will be something I think Newsbreak will take further in finding out more information for you there, Sharon. Um, another message coming through. Uh, uh, this is a COVID victim, Shivani uh, Governor, who says, excellent topic. People need to hear this and heed the advice that is being given on the program. And I think the advice to also coming from our counseling psychologist, Rocky Bikram. She says, we had to cancel my dad's 60th surprise birthday on the 20th of December. We only invited immediate family, but had to make a responsible and unselfish decision of cancelling our event. Uh, a few days later, on the 22nd of December, Uh, I tested positive for COVID. This was a real eye-opener. I was so relieved that we took the right decision and protected my family. Rather, isolate ourselves now and celebrate next year together. And so brilliant, Shivani. And thank you so much for sharing your story with us because it's something we we tried our best to highlight uh, today. So thank you so much for that. And we do hope that your isolation process and your family are all in good health. Anonymous from Reservoir Hills says, great topic. People need to think life is more important than going on a shopping spree for things that are not needed. Food stuffs are fine. The second wave is worse. So people obey the rules, be safe and think of life itself, which is more important than hanging out uh, in public for no reason. Uh, I'm going to just read Roshi's message quickly and we'll go to Rocky. Roshi says, thanks for the lovely topic and thanks to Rocky Bikram. Uh, I had an issue last week. We have been planning planning a small family gathering uh, or get together for my brother's 50th birthday the week before the event. My husband and I decided that we'd rather be safe than sorry. Nevertheless, my sister-in-law was very upset and told us that her husband uh, doesn't have any family anymore because we declined their invitation. That is just astonishing. I think it's the reason why we brought this topic uh, together on the platform. Rocky, um, I'm not sure if you've if you've just heard Roshi's message, uh, something that we've been discussing for some time, family members getting upset because you're declining invitations. Uh, I don't know, what's your, your advice to maybe Roshi there? I think sadly, you know, we're all going to encounter at least one person who's going to be upset with us. So when people are emotional, they say things that they probably don't mean. Now that it is ever okay to say that, because we don't ever forget the words that we said. Um, and it's very hurtful to be on the receiving end of such messages, because uh, you know you realize that they are not seeing things from your perspective as well. Because you're not going there's not merely for your safety, it's for their safety. Others, you know, when we decline an invite, it's not just selfish. We're also doing it for the greater good of everyone we might come into contact with. So I would just say wait and let, you know, let some time pass and see if you're willing to have a conversation with your brother later on to 
uh, you know, firstly, remind yourself, like I spoke earlier about, coming back to focus on why that decision to not go was so important to you and your husband. And it's good that you and your husband, you know, made the same decision, so you were thinking in the same way. So you can help each other with this by reminding each other and reinforcing why the decision was so important. And then time passes to have the conversation with your brother and sister-in-law about how, you know, empathize with them firstly, that you understand they were disappointed, that, uh, you know, reassure them that you do care about them as family, but you had to do the responsible thing this time. You know, at the end of the day, while there might be celebrations, now many people have, you know, not had the dream milestone celebrations that they wish they would have had this year. But you would rather be safe now and still have further celebrations with them than something go wrong at one big celebration. And some of our loved ones are never going to be there to celebrate anything in future. So I would say give it some time for the emotions to to die down a bit and try and have that conversation with them. So true. And Roshina, I really hope that um, your family uh, is listening to this because we have so much great uh, information coming through from Rocky and I hope that they are able to take that in as well and that the situation does improve. Rocky, as we head now into the new year, we've got the f- most of, of the festive uh, period over. We've got Christmas done almost the day over for the day of uh, goodwill. Uh, So some of the key big events are over, but we still have New Year's Eve and New Year's Day um, that we still have to approach. And the time where we make many resolutions, how can we make setting boundaries part of our resolution and heading into the new year? How do we set those boundaries? I think, you know, for those who've avoided this, the, uh, let me say that, for those who've avoided this in the past, I think setting boundaries is something that we realize we cannot ignore anymore. Uh, and, and I think it's always a good resolution to make. So I'm a firm believer that we, should, we don't have to wait for a new year to make resolutions. We must always think about what we want, what it's, what is important, why it's important, and ask ourselves, how can we start the journey today itself? You know, don't ever wait for a new year. So if you want to set healthier boundaries, start setting healthier boundaries from today. Start with yourself. Set healthier boundaries for yourself. And we could do this by, uh, you know, making healthier choices about um, how much time we spend online, about technology, about uh, making healthier choices with our lifestyle, for example. So always start with this for today. And knowing that a boundary is something to protect you. You know, people always have this negative connotation attached to a boundary, but always see it as if it's something to protect you. So if you think of your home, around your home, we ha- you have some sort of boundary, a fence or gate, for example. What is the point of it? The point of it is not to let anything or anyone that is harmful enter that property. Our emotional boundaries then, we set not to let anything harmful come to us. So it's a way of protecting ourselves. And when we see it in that way, Ask yourselves, what are the different boundaries that are important for you to set in your life that are personal to you? For now, we know we have to set boundaries about COVID and socialization. So think about other areas in your life, you know, whether we uh, let people into our lives who are not good for us, people who might put us down or people who might treat us badly or people who take a lot from us without giving anything in return. So think about boundaries in different aspects of your life that you would like to set and start very, very small.
I think that's that's where we'd like to bring, I think, the conversation to an end, Rocky, because um, that's the perfect advice. But before we let you go, any parting advice you put through that brilliant piece on how one should respect each other's boundaries and how it's okay to just say no, your parting advice to everyone who definitely, desperately need it. I think what's really important during this time is that we will feel overwhelmed if we focus on things that we cannot control. We can't control what other people do, what they say, how they respond to our setting boundaries. We always need to bring the focus back to what is in our control because then we feel a sense of safety and predictability. So always focus on what you can control. You can control your decisions, your choices, your words, what uh, you're allowing and what you're not going to allow during this time. So bring the focus back to that. And I also want to say that this has not been a normal year for many of us. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to feel sad in the midst of a festive season. It is also okay to experience moments of joy while you might be grieving other things in your life. Don't compare your life to others. It's been a challenging year for us all and challenging in different ways. And although we've all, you know, had to bear the brunt of this pandemic, we all have had different resources during this time. So don't be hard on yourself. It was not a normal year. You needn't have had normal expectations of yourself. Just do the best that you can with what you have where you are. Thank you so much, Rocky, for joining us uh, this afternoon. And, you know, as you've heard, uh, we've all loved having this interaction with you and learning so much more and taking in your advice and tips for heading into the new year. Thank you. You have a safe uh, remainder of the the year and uh, a better new year as well. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Talisha, and thank you to the listeners. I hope everyone is safe and uh, just wishing you all lots of love, light, and joy during this time. Be safe. Thank you. And that was counselling psychologist Rocky Bikram there uh, chatting to us. You can find out more about some of the tips she has uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter as well. You can just search the name Rocky Bikram and she'll come up on all her social media pages. Uh, a few more messages to get through before we say uh, goodbye this afternoon. Uh, a message coming through from Gladys in Durban North saying, a good topic. This pandemic is real. We should take every precaution that we actually can and possibly can to reverse the side that you have limited guests which uh, you cater for and uh, that they don't turn up it's understandable uh, they are scared but uh, be honest and tell the person uh, that you're not attending mrs Gavinder from kloof saying there's nothing better than your home so please stay at home gary and bumla ram singh saying uh, say uh, no saying about invites people who ask you out for spending time simply tell them it's high risk and i'm sorry but we cannot go and the Asri from Phoenix saying that um, we just brightened her day and happy Boxing Day to everyone. So thank you so much, uh, Shanti Asri from um, Phoenix. They're sending us a message. Well, thanks to Rocky as well for joining us. The program comes your way courtesy of the team. That's executive producer Salma Patel, our in-studio producer Rachel Vardy. And remember that the only thing you can control is yourself. So stress lowers the immune system. Try to relax and reduce your stress as best as you can during this time. That's a brilliant advice coming through from our counselling psychologist, Raghi Bikram. The best way to relax is honour your feelings and setting your boundaries. So stick with them. If you need to avoid certain situations or people in order to reduce stress, that's perfectly fine. I'm Talisha Naidu. Have a safe and blessed afternoon. We'll be back tomorrow. But for now, it's News with Minoshni. News break. Lotus FM. Powered by SABC News.